When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We have a review and a preview to talk about, which is the episodes we like doing. We have a Tuesday night uh, win at home to Morecambe, which was not plain sailing. Um, and we also have a very, 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 very long trip for some Plymouth Argyle on Saturday. Um, just, just remind, just tell everyone what you were telling me then. What time's your? What time are you waking up on Saturday morning? My get-up time, my alarm is already set for half past three on Saturday morning. You walk. And I would... <laughs> it's, it's just the various medication that I have to do. It's just uh, it's a pain, but I can tell you now we're drinking from four, so there you go. <laughs> that is not making game. <laughs> no, I'll probably end up at Taunton, just laid in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> and Mick, you're with us as well, aren't you? Uh, yeah, just about. Just about made it. <laughs> um, so once again, thank you everybody for joining us. I hope you're enjoying this. It's nice to take time out of the the world at the minute, innit? So let's, let's talk about some Brother United stuff, the important stuff. Um, so Tuesday night, as we've already mentioned, it was not playing sailing at all. It was the 2-0 victory on paper. If you were, if you didn't watch the game, you would have thought, oh, top of the league beat Morecambe 2-0. Not to worry about, but that wasn't necessarily the case. Let's start with the start, though, Mick. The first five minutes of the game, Freddie Ladapo got his, I don't know what number it is, second goal since his transfer request. That's that's how I'm measuring life at the minute, I think. Mm. Um, and one of his best, probably, other than this Wednesday goal away last season, maybe it was one of his best for the club. I think it's probably better than the Wednesday goal, to be honest with you, in terms of just... If you take it in isolation and, and obviously mm. take away the fact that that was at Swillsborough and it was in the last minute and, and everything else, technique-wise, I thought it was just an absolute stunner. Absolute stunner. Um, and I've, I've been one of Freddie's biggest critics over the last 18 months or so at times. Um, but 
after after that performance, certainly the first half performance that he put in on Tuesday night. I mean, it was it was exceptional. Really, really, really good performance from him, uh, and and fully rewarded with two goals. But uh, but yeah, the first one, absolute screamer, weren't it? Great technique all round. Um, yeah, I loved it. Lovely to Lee see. McGuire. Let me get points. So the one against Watford last season was his, but what was his best of a goal? That was a very, very good. Hit. You got a good yeah, point there, Liam. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this one was was as enjoyable. And I like Mick mentions then. And to me, this is, this is almost as important. I mean, maybe not as important because he needed his goals, but he was brilliant, Danny. First for mm. seventy minutes for the last twenty minutes, he did tail off. But I'll give him that. He was tired out. I, I accept that. But. He was brilliant on Tuesday night. Yeah, it was. It, it was one of Freddie's best performances of the season, I think. And, well, we haven't seen him too much since he's been on the naughty step, but that should be now the bar he aspires to be at. Mm. Maybe just try and do it a little bit longer. But obviously, when you're thinking about the game um, on the Saturday after, you know, you tend to drop off a little bit towards the end because your man tends to wander. But yeah, Freddie's goal, I'd say in terms of technique, it's his best ever goal. But in, in terms of being a thundercracker, probably Watford pips it. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, really good from Freddie. I was saying to me, mate, uh, I don't know if it's in the vlog or not because I've slept since I've uploaded it. Um, but <clears throat> I said to me, mate, uh, wow, Freddie's actually defending. You know, <laughs> I, I, I know it was def defending my tracking back. He was defending by putting in tackles and trying to win the ball back. And it was reminiscent of Chio on the right-hand side at times as well um, by just running the wing and trying to find that little pocket of space to run into. And, yeah, he's, he's done really well. And I, I think he's now even a much better place since the transfer request because mm. he's actually done interviews and talked about it a little bit more openly. Um, and he does seem very appreciative of the fans sticking by him. And like he says, his goal against Chef Wednesday probably helped. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's it's good that we've sort of gone, all right, we've got you to end of the season, we'll still support you because you're one of our players and he's accepted that. He's accepted he's probably made a mistake with it as well mm. and he's getting on with it, which is what you want to see because the worst thing he could have done was sat about and moped. He didn't get his transfer away, but he's dug his heels in yeah. and gone, right, we're getting this team promoted and that performance against Morecambe showed that. Mm. No, I think you're probably right there. Let's see who we've got with us on YouTube. We've got Scott Grundy, John Inchcliffe, Harvey Kowick, Paul Brook, Powermads back with us. Jamie Noble, looking forward to tonight's chat. Jamie's winding. Steve Grundy, the Grundys are with us. Um, <laughs> as, as Steve Grundy also mentions here, uh, Freddie, a complete new player. There was a point on Tuesday when I went to you. This is this is Freddie. This can't be the same Freddie we've had for two years, three years, whatever it's been. Um, he's, he's done this in bits and spells. He's done 10 minutes pressing here and there, maybe 20 minutes. The, but this and the game against Wigan, although again it got marked out the game a little bit, but mm. it was it was a continuation of that performance for me. There were there were a lot of similarities in the way he his overall game to that Wednesday and the Wednesday game to an extent as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can rest assured, um, you can almost put your house on the fact that um, when he plays this Saturday, he will perform in exactly the same fashion. Um, for, for obvious reasons, um, so I, I expect him to bag another couple hopefully on um, on Saturday. That'd be nice anyway, wouldn't it? You know, um, mm. his, his performance was just like we said, you, ca you can't sort of um, compliment him enough. Um, because just, just work rate, everything about it, everything about it is uh, it was it was exceptional. So, and to be fair, you know, that second goal as well, the run he made. 
to be found by that absolute oh. porn pornography pass <laughs> from from uh, <laughs> from from Dambala. So you know every, everything about it was fantastic. Uh, I, I think he probably did scuff his finish a little bit, but nevertheless. Uh, he's still gonna he's still gonna get him back at net, and he and make that run in the first place and make himself available for for that sort of a, a ball. So um, yeah, can't praise him enough. Can't praise him enough at the moment, particularly after what's gone off, like we said with the transfer request and and all that negativity negativity that was about, you know. Mm. So um, yeah, good man, absolute top yeah. top man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ardak says the penny has dropped with Frey Lepo. He now realises nobody will want him if he doesn't show if he doesn't show what he can do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got to show it. Uh, Rhys Kellick, even in all, so good to see Freddie scoring two goals on Tuesday night. He seemed happy. Yeah, you couple that with the Wednesday goal, particularly the Wednesday goal, obviously because it was Wednesday, but it, it just looks happy again, doesn't it? It looks settled again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is key. Which is key. Something like Freddie, it feels like it's really, really important. I know that's what it sounds like a lovely thing to say. But I feel like Freddie needs an extra sometimes a little bit looking after because he's clearly mm. very fragile. He's a striker, and we know famously strikers have fragile complex <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they're seems... a fragile breed, aren't they? For they strikers. Are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the, the funny thing of football, Mick, if Will Grigg do not do his hamstring, Freddie's not even in team. It's yeah, just yeah. funny how things go in here in football. It, it is, yeah. Uh, but you look at those. You look at those um, three goals. If you talk about the one uh, against. Uh, down at Swillsborough, yeah. um, and and the th- and the two uh, two against Morecambe. You know, yeah. I guess if you put put um, uh, Will Grigg in that same position, Will Grigg probably does the same thing. He probably scores all three of those as well. You know, yeah. Because he's he's, he's he's clearly got that ability. So, um, but it's just it, it's not that that's that that sort of pleases me, and I think pleases a lot of fans. That's not. I don't think it's necessarily the goals whilst that whilst they're great and. You know, it's it's just that willingness to put in the performance, put in the graft. That's all we ask, really. Um, and and he's done it, and he's done it. He's stepped up to play it. So, Brill, good on him. Yeah, absolutely. Liam McGarry really hopes he bags his first hat trick at Plymouth on Saturday. That yeah. would be great, to be fair. That yeah, would be yeah. I was so um, close to doing it the other night, weren't he? I mean, he posted yeah. second half. Oh, it was great to from keeper, to be fair. But mm. um, yeah, it was very very close. Yeah. Uh, Paul Brook, I mentioned the Cruyff-style turn he did. It was awesome. Um, I don't recall, but it did. What I will say is it's close control really impressed me. And again, something else that sometimes Fred is not amazing at. His close control was very, very good. He released the ball. For the most part, he released the ball at the right time as well. Um, yeah, very, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Danny's back with us. Hello. Hello, Danny. <laughs> Which the theatre to have the internet. <laughs> Run out of 50 um, mate. <laughs> yeah, I just found one down the side of the settee. To me, to know. Philip Rollins said the bow, the bow from Freddie to Barlash after the second goal was brilliant. I did really yeah. enjoy that celebration yeah. as well. <laughs> um, let's move on to that. Uh, the Hoofball team do it again uh, with the lovely goal. Um, Ian Everett will be wondering, wondering what's going to happen next. If we start playing football, I think we're going to win championship next year. I think that's how it works. Um, ah, not sure. That's how it works, <laughs> is it? Right. Mm. <laughs> um, but it was a neat little build-up. You know, Icky to I think it was Icky to Hardy. That that was nice and all right. But then the pass, Danny from Balassa, was just oh, Mick called it poorly. It was just amazing. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I, I hope our audience is over 18. Um, <laughs> it, if not, it should be with a responsible result watching this. But anyway, um, but yeah, the pass from, from Barlas, uh, I mean, you can see it on the vlog and the replay does it even better just this. The absolute arrow of a pass to split the defence like that, but also the knowledge of the other players to pair off the defenders with them, which is what uh, Wiles and Smith did. I think it was Smith anyway. Yeah. But yeah, the ball straight through the middle and Freddie's on it. All right, he don't collect, um, connect cleanly with it, but it don't matter because it's in the net. You know, um, Freddie scored a goal like that. He scored a goal like that against Gillingham, I think, when it was mm. Reg that played the pass through. But, yeah. you know, Barlas Bar- 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 does deserve the bow from Freddie because what a pass. What a pass. One of the best passes of the season. If there was a, if there was an award for best assist of the season, that would win hands down, I think. I think you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so if I make, we'll talk about the proms on Tuesday, but there were only a handful of players that had good games. Freddie was one of them, and Barlas did his job. It, there, was a, there was a pass in the first one. I can't remember. I think it went to Ferguson or something. Yeah. And it was beautiful, and nobody did anything, nobody clapped or anything. We're just used to the ballads yeah. of playing these ridiculous passes, and this week that's amazing. It, 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 it was a 40 yard crossfield ball in the air that Shane Ferguson did not have to move an inch, yeah. it just fell beautifully at his feet. You know what I mean? It was just, and like you say, we're like, oh, that was a good pass. Like, what a pass! Oh, it's ballast. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean, and uh, yeah, just some of the performances, like you said, were off. Some of them were off, but there were moments of individual brilliance from 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 virtually all of them. I think there was the one in the second half where Smithy took the ball down again at the air and just killed it dead from the goalkeeper on the touchline and st- and just killed it. Dead. And it's like, mate, that is just. It's, it's stunning. It really is. Players at League One level don't do that. And if they do, it's luck. He does it every time, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, anyway, I don't know why I, don't know why I started talking about that. We were talking about Ballas, weren't we? But sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I rambled, mate. I'm old. You did. Um, Donald London, no I'm absolutely gutted. Told everybody Lapa was going to score two and everybody laughed. We should put a bet on. Yeah, um, our predictions were wrong except Ben. Ben did get his prediction correct. Did he um, get his score right though? The score no. times, uh, no. so we get them both in the second half, so he doesn't win this, doesn't, doesn't win a prize, unfortunately. Um, there was that screaming, saying, I got it right, I got it right. Well, I'll look at that. <laughs> Um, let's talk about one of the performances. Before we uh, go on to some other issues, uh, let's talk about some uh, one of the best performances of the night. Carl Briggs Vickers became a brick wall on Tuesday night. We will give Morecambe <laughs> some credit in a minute, Danny, but let's just give Josh Vickers a bucket load of, of credit because he was once again, he goes through games where he doesn't do all, and then week after he has a game where his life, and this was one of those where mm. he was just superb again. Yeah, I mean, he virtually had nothing to do against Wigan because I think there were about four shots in the whole game. And yeah. the one one that Wigan really had that was in clean play, shall we say, went in. And all the ones were a foul, so it didn't matter. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, quiet quiet game against Wigan. But like you said, Gamer is life against Morecambe. He kept us in that game. Like He kept Cole Stockton quiet the whole game. Because um, he saved, he, he parried to the right hand side in the first half. He saved with his feet, that and also save, that first it was. First half. 
It was. And then in the second half, he made a, a brilliant save again um, and got another goal ruled out for a foul again. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, like the comments said, he is a brick wall in some games that he plays this season. And I think he's probably got one of the best clean sheets to appearance ratios of goalkeepers in the entire EFL. Because he's, he's made, I'm surprised if he's made 15 appearances, but I think he's kept about, what, eight or nine clean sheets now? Some at seven, no, it's nine. He's kept nine clean sheets. So he's on par with Victor, but with like 10 less appearances. So it's like, wow. You know, you know what? What a keeper, and he's coming to his own this season. Yeah, and his his <laughs> his percentage of clean sheets is sixty four percent of the time. He gets a clean sheet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nine clean sheets out of fourteen games. Wow, Jesus! The, the closest wow. one to is that that keeper at Pompey who's got a forty percent clean sheet record. Um, he has played a bit more, though, obviously, but you're still. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Victor's got a 47. So I, the top two clean sheet percentages in League One is us, Vickers and, and Victor. Wow. Uh, and that just tells you something. Uh, yeah. Before we talk about how bad the defence were, mate, let's keep giving some praise to Vickers because they were bad at that. <laughs> they were bad at times. But um, he's. He's a championship keeper, and we we talk we've talked a lot of Victor, and it's very easy to praise Victor because he's this big, massive personality, and he's a brilliant keeper as well. Mm. Vickers is—I don't want to say he just goes about his job because I think Victor does that as well. But for the most part, you don't notice Vickers. He's just—he's no. just there, isn't he? But now, in some when you, but but when you need him, he's there. He's a goalkeeping equivalent of Jamie Lindsay. When you, if you compare Jamie Lindsay to Rathbone, it's like comparing Vickers to. Um, to Victor, because Rathbone's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's absolutely everywhere, and it, and and you could see his progress around the pitch to the challenge. You know what I mean? And 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 Victor is everywhere. He's shouting. He's, he's the big personality. He's there, and and everything else. Jamie Lindsay does the same. He makes the same challenges as Oliver Rathbone, but he just appears out of nowhere, like a like like in a flash. You know what I mean? And Vickers does the same. It, it, it's just anonymous for for sort of 70% of the game. And then all of a sudden, he just pulls out a worldie. Mm. You know, the first time he's in called, called on to do something, he just pulls out a worldie. Uh, well, I don't know how we've got him. I've absolutely no idea. I mean, I know he were at Lincoln, weren't he? Um, I think, yes. did he come from Lincoln? Uh, yeah, on a free yeah. from Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just bizarre, isn't it? It's, I mean, you know, when we come to the summer and, and hopefully we're promoted, and we haven't signed anybody by, you know, 2nd of June, can we not start moaning about recruitment team? Because, because you know, we all know, and they have proved this season with people like Josh Vickers, that they will pull as many rabbits out of the hat as they need to. And, and, and probably nine out of ten of those rabbits will be proper ones, you know what I mean? Mm. They'll all be alive and kicking. There'll only be one duffer, if, if there's a duffer at all. Um, so yeah, yeah, they were brill, absolutely brill. I tell you, rambling again, they were talking about rabbits and hats, and you do that, <laughs> great player, man, great player, top goalkeeper. Yeah, I think that's, I think, I think, you, I think you're right, to be honest with you. 
Um, I was trying to find some more stats for him, but I can't. It's just struggling to come up against him. But yeah, I mean, this website's still going to play for Lincoln, so I'm not going to check that website. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Powermad UK, trust Rob Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, Donald London asked the question When do you think we'll see Victor back, or is Warren just going to stick with Vickers? I think, Danny, it is just a case of unless Vickers picks up an injury, which he did earlier on in the season. Mm. It's thick of his shirt, and, it, and unless he makes a mistake, but you just don't see. I, I don't see him making a mistake, really. Oh no! Yeah, they'll drop an owl Sorry. in Plymouth now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think Victor will probably come in for the EFL Trophy just to keep mm. his game time up. Um, but again, you know, even if Vickers does pick up an injury, however fortunate, unfortunate it will be. We can rely on Victor at the same time. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've never known a situation where we actually don't care who's in goal because they're equally as good as each other. So it's just, oh, he's picked Victor today. All right, fair enough. Oh, he's stuck with Vickers. All right, yeah, fair enough. You know, <laughs> and we've, we've not really had that before. I mean, with last season, um, it was a it was a toss-up between Blackman and Victor. Um mm. Um, Vickers was third choice, I and mean, I've seen a lot of people going, "Why on earth was he third choice?" <laughs> you know I mean, like, but yeah, this season, like I say, he's coming to his own with Vickers. But we can just trust Warney being our manager and go, whatever decision you make for the number one position, we'll we'll just go with it. You know? Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy now looking back. I know Joel Watton's clearly a decent keeper, but he's nowhere near as good as Victor. But he's certainly nowhere near as good as Vickers. It's madness that he played as many games for us last season. I know the there's some load issues with it, and I, I know why he did, but it's still a bit mad. Um, yeah. uh, Matt Bauer, unbeaten at home. Yeah, we're unbeaten at home in all competitions since the Fleetwood game, which I think is 19 games. I might be wrong. Yeah, 19. Um, which is, again, ridiculous. Um, if you want to know a bit more information about our recent stats, we have two defeats in the last 34 games, and we've won 24 of those 34 games in all competitions, obviously. Um I mean, these are just genuinely ridiculous stats. You know, if Man City did those stats, you would buy an eye. That, that, I know we're in League One level, so with a Man City League One, I think. Is that right, Mick? Been called that before. I have a League Two. two. No, yeah. Apologies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, if anything, we're more like the EFL's Norwich, aren't we? We'll absolutely blitz one mm. division and then struggle <laughs> in the next one. But, you know, that, that has to end at some point. But... You know, we've been tagged as a bit of a yo-yo club, but if you look at the actual yo-yo clubs in EFL history that have had like 20, 22 up and downs, we're nowhere near it because it's all happened in the last 10 years. <laughs> so we are we are a yo-yo at the minute, but not in the history books. We are a yo-yo club, but, you know, just <laughs> it's entertaining, that's for sure, to use my quote from, from Dream Team. It's entertaining, that's for sure, and this season especially, because we are the best home side in the division this season. Yeah, I think we're a bit on the best away side as well. Yeah, we are, yeah. Um, we've dropped a third at the minute. Oh, what? Um, sack him, sack warning, warning, that's not warning good. Out, <laughs> warning out, warning out, warning out. In terms of points, one. So if we could pick up a win against Plymouth, uh, we'll go back to the top. But it's just in terms yeah. of points, one overall. <laughs> Pressure's on no, then, Saturday, isn't it? Not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> Um, now that's been 20 minutes of positivity let's have some slagging players off shall we yeah yay no (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about some people who didn't have the best games Uh, let's talk about Icky first of all because other than the playoff semi-final against Scunny Mick a couple of years ago that might be one of the worst games Icky's ever had 
And and we'll forgive him. You know, Jan, I agree with Paul Warren. We're saying Ike was one of the best players in January. He was probably more consistent than Smithy, who was player at run. Um, but everything he tried to do, it just didn't work. And that clearance that then played man through. My favourite one was when he tried to clear it over his shoulder for some reason, hit their player in the face, and then went out for a goal kick. It, it, just, it, it was just a bit chaotic, wasn't it, from him? Yeah, he didn't have the best game, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, he had a, quite a few brain farts, didn't he? Um, <laughs> so let's hope he's got all them out of his system uh, for the rest of the season now. Uh, listen, every player's every player is going to have a, at least one bad game. And to be fair, it's probably his, his one bad game at season so far, consistently. Um, so I'm not going to slag him off in any way, shape, or form because he is a he is a hell of a player, and he will he will develop into an absolute top class centre back. There's no doubt about that. If he's not got there already, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody, Richard Wood included, and I'm sure we'll come on to it makes mistakes, you know. Um, Woody, Woody is also going through a patch at the moment where, you know, sometimes he swings his foot at it and misses misses it completely by some considerable distance. He did it again the other night. So, yeah, he didn't have a great game, Mickey. we still got a clean sheet. Yeah. That's that's, that's all it's about ultimately, isn't this it? This is why it's funny. This is why it's I funny. Think, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, you know, if, if that if that if that attempted clearance dropped to his feet and he makes it two one and we go to look draw game two two, it's then not so funny. Um, because we won two yeah. 0 we can sort of laugh at it um, a little bit. Um, but like 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 Mick says, Danny, if, if the number of players, you know, if he if somebody had about if, if Freddie had a performance, there would be a you know, lot, lot less leeway because of events. But Icky's got so much leeway to allow a bad performance once so often. And he's got players to pick him up. I know, like Mixers, wouldn't have best game, but he still picked up his mistakes. Whether I had a good game, it's not end of world. It's just one game, but it was bad. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But again, it, it falls into that thing of everybody can't play perfectly for every game in the season, exactly. or else we'd be top at Premier League, <laughs> you know. But to say he has had a bit of a stinker, but to cert- but then to back it up with other performances during the season, it's sort of even even in itself out. You know, he, he has been a sublime defender this season, but he's just had a bit of a bump in the road for this season. And thankfully, it um, it hasn't cost us a goal or anything. We've still kept the clean sheet. Uh, I think if he'd have cost us a, a goal in the game overall, like I say, we're going to have to draw 2-2, for example, then the microscope would be on him a lot more. Mm. But we'll look back at this game and just go, kept clean sheet, Icky had a bit of a stinker, but we came through it, we rallied round it. And... Um, and that's what you do as a team. You know, we are we are a, a big team unit this season. And if one or two of us are having a stinker, they all sort of come round them and go, come on, you know, uh, let's get going again. Because I think, um, I can't if it was the Wigan game or the Morecambe game, um, but Barlas had kept trying to do little little flicks and, and Woody told him straight, stop doing that, play football. Yeah. And he did. And then his game yeah. improved. And, then, and I think it was against Morecambe because he ended up assisting Freddie. Um, but yeah... Icky's mistakes, yeah, he has had a stinker. Long and short, he's had a stinker. <laughs> and he, would he want it at his best either? But they've come through it. And I think they they know they've had a stinker as well because Warner would have told them. And that's why he said we need to improve for Saturday. Mm-hmm. And which we will do, I think. I mean, we have to because. Wow, away defence is the best in the EFL. No, 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 no it's not. It, it, no, it's not. It's, it's the best in the football league 
period this season and the best ever after 16 games. Um, so yeah, just and they know that as well, so they know they need to perform. So mm. I think Icky will understand his blip and just improve on it on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I hope he does anyway. <laughs> if, yeah, no, he'll have, if he doesn't, he'll have a Bovril cup thrown at him. Scott <laughs> 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 Gwynnie makes a very good point. The whole back three seemed to panic. The stocks might have played a part. You've got to bear in mind mm. playing against one of the hot properties in the EFL. Um, and we limited Stockton to only a moment or two. The save, obviously, the save of Vickers in the first half was our half chance, and Stockton's done really well there. Other than that, he hasn't really hurt us. So I suppose from that point of view, they've still done the jobs. Uh, Jamie with another good point. He's pretty much played 90 minutes of every game and been outstanding. A few bad games that are going to happen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Bang on. Um, right, we're going to have a quick break. Uh, while you're here, Ben's man's um, a legendary Manscaped advert. Um, back in a minute to look at a few more performances before we look ahead to Plymouth. So it's my month to tell you all about how amazing Manscaped is, and it is. But I felt like Ben's advert was too much of a masterpiece to throw in the bin just yet. So take it away, Ben. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the performance package which also which in that you get a ball toner ball toner and ball deodorant uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls so they they work very well uh, I would highly I highly recommend all of this uh, the lawnmower it comes with a little light uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on so it's very good. It comes with a little charging port, oh, which is also a little holder. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it, and I, I highly recommend it. If you want to join Ben and over 4 million men worldwide who already have Manscaped, go to manscaped.com using code MYT at checkout for 20% off free shipping. And Ben highly recommends it. Ben highly <laughs> recommends it. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um, it's a couple more performance, individual performance that's certainly worth mentioning, Mick. Um, Asai 2 2, uh, how you first start for the club, mm. and there's something there that he's clearly got pace, he's clearly got something, but he really, really struggled. He's, he's clearly, it's very, very obvious he hasn't played football for a while, but he's getting there. I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to so I'm trying to be positive about it, but he did struggle on, on Tuesday. Yeah, he didn't have a great game, did he? He was completely, it was, it was. I would say completely off the pace. It was very much off the pace uh, of the game for, for the whole period that it was on the pitch. He, he did start to sort of pick it up as he as he went along uh, as the game progressed. So yeah, there's no doubt he's a good player. You don't you don't you don't play for Arsenal. You don't get stay you know in uh, Arsenal will not be a good player. So um, but the lad's got to get used to the pace that we play at the way that we play. You know, I think he, he he kind of neglected his defensive duties quite a lot, particularly in that second half before he was substituted. So, um, you know, he's, he's, he's new to it. He's new to Rotherham United, obviously not football in general, but uh, he's new to Rotherham United the way that we play and everything else. So, you're not going to call, you're not going to, you know, sort of call him out for it. He's got to get, he's got to get into it. But it looks like he's, it looks a prospect definitely. Mm. Yeah, it's one of them games. I mean, I think Warney played him because we were, obviously we were, we were hoping we'd win the game. And I think if we got that third goal early on in the first half, second half, it may well have kept him for the full nine minutes just to play him into the mm. game a little bit. 
But because it was 2 0, we had to bring Chio on just to try and make sure the game was safe, which is a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, I think so. But I understand Warner's decision <clears throat> uh, to give Chio a little bit of a rest because I've been uh, reading the advertiser about how Plymouth play their football because the editor's a Plymouth fan, which is quite good um, from understanding <laughs> the opposition. But yeah, um, Chio will come into his own against Plymouth because they play um, play out from the back. So if we use Gio's pace to <clears throat> to press him into oblivion, like we we do with teams who play out from the back, it should be quite good for us. Um, but again, with, with Jordy, like you say, you can tell he hasn't played football of that intensity for a while, but he's not exactly had a stinker. You yeah. know, he's just he's yeah. just sort of coasted. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and he's quick. You know, there were moments in that game where he's gone and he's like, where's he gone? You know, and he's 40 yeah. yards up the pitch. Um, so, yeah, I think in terms of his development and getting back to proper competitive, high-intensity first-team football, it's been very beneficial for him. Um, and I can see why we have signed him. Um, and I think he just needs to bed him sending a little bit. And... It will, it will improve. It's one of them where he's like, it will improve because he'll gel with the squad more, he'll understand it more, and he will improve. But he's not, we've not signed him and he's been pants. You know, he's just yeah, sort of, he's found that level and he's coasting. He just needs to up it a little bit more. And yeah, should be fine with him, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Paul Barnfield, we've rolled our look and they were uh, a little rubbish at the back, but impressed with the way they attack. Yeah, yeah, they're a funny old teammate. They're a bit like Cambridge. Cambridge, if Cambridge couldn't defend, because they were well <laughs> dodgy at back, weren't they? They were, yeah. They were. They weren't great at the back. They're a good side. Listen, you know, you look back to when we played them at their place, and and they were probably the first challenge we had, the first mm. uh, proper challenge we had this season. Um, and and they proved it again the other night. They're not a bad side at all, and uh, there is no way that they are going to go down this year. There's no. I mean, I said it now, and you know, attempting fate and everything else, but. Uh, they are very, very, a, a very solid League One side as they stand at the moment. You know, if they if they sort that back four out and continue to develop the way they've clearly developed over the last couple of seasons, they could easily be easily be challengers for playoffs easily um, if they're able to maintain that squad, which might be difficult come the end yeah. of the season uh, with Stockton keeping Stockton. Um, so, but yeah, they're a good side. They're a decent side. One of the better sides that we've played this season, without without question, in my view. Um, you know, they didn't come back. They didn't come here just to sit in and and hope to get away with a you know one nil defeat, one nil defeat or whatever. They came and they attacked. Mm. Um, and and absolute all credit to that. To them. there's not many teams at any level that will go to the top of the league and and attack them in their own backyard. Very mm. few will. And that sounds a bit big-headed, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It's, well, look at us, top at league. That's not what I mean. That's not that's not where I'm coming we are, from. Well, yeah, we are. And, and we're, we're nine points clear and, and everything else. And we're brilliant and best team in division. But but that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Good side, Morecambe. I like him. I like yeah, him a lot. I like him. Mm. Although Derek Adams has gone back there, which I, I don't really like Derek Adams. Um, mm. Takes away the likability a little bit. But, you know. Um, by the way, we've seen Mark yeah. Hughes has gone to Bradford. That's what that's, that's, a, that's a madness, <laughs> that isn't it? That's a madness, yeah. It's crazy. Good, I mean, good luck to him. Um, but yeah, that, that just shows how how few jobs he was getting offered that he's gone to League Two. 
Uh, mm. Ah, well. Mm. Small pennies in the British Managers Association. In the, in the mix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> destroy an exit. He's going to he's going to struggle to destroy him any more than they've already been destroyed, though, isn't he? That's true. You That's a good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you get that joke, that's off to you all. Because that's a great Absolutely. inside joke. If you don't, apologies. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> the referee. Let's give him a quick mention to Simon Mather, the referee. Other than the five minutes before um, half time, Danny, which was a minute after I said I thought it was doing quite well, he had a good game. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, I think every referee has at least five minutes of madness, but some referees turn it into 50 minutes of madness, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, I thought it did really well. You, but you can tell, you can tell is um, a National League referee breaking into the, mm. into the EFL ranks because he's done well. You know, if it were a championship referee, referees again, it'd have been pants. Um, but yeah, he did have a little five minutes of madness where he booked Wales for what were a fair header. Yeah. Winning the like, ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, we were all right. I think we can put him on the, um, bring back the cool ball from Top Gear and put him on the, he's all right. You know, he's, he's, not, had, he's not, again, he's not had a stinker like some of the players did, but he's, he's coasted and he's been all right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I'm reviewing a referee and I was just saying, yeah, it's been all right. <laughs> oh, we want if a referee calls for every game, I think majority of fans will be happy. Yeah. Um, you know, to be fair, he didn't have any really big decisions to make, and that's 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 a test of a of a referee, but he did what he did what he needed to do other than that that crazy spell. I think if you compare him to other referees we've had this season, especially the one that we had against Oxford, because I was I was watching the footage last night, and it's like the the level of um, competent understanding of football between the two of them is vast, you know. Because I'm watching the footage back, and the uh, the referee, I, th- I can't remember who it was, but he, he gives a foul to Oxford for his own player foul in the referee because his own player runs into the ref and he gives a free kick. It's like com- compare that to the ref we had um, against Morecambe. He's miles yeah. better and should yeah. be probably brought into the AFL fold if he's going to be that. Um, Oh, what's the solid. word? Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, that's solid in every game he ref. So, yeah, fair play to him. He goes on the good wall. He does. Make anything to add? No, good referee. Played well. Had a good game, like you say, apart from that um, brain, brain fart that he had. That's twice I've used that tonight, isn't it? Four half time. Other than that, yeah, I thought it was excellent. Excellent. Good. We like to praise referees. We do. We, we, we probably, contrary to popular, we do like to love praise it. referees. Yeah, yes. absolutely love it. I think Johnny needs to make a a note of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Philip Ronson, amazing stats considering a thread on social media listing which of our players are either off form or not good enough. What do some fans want? Thankfully, I haven't seen that thread. Uh, (laughs) Thankfully, Mick hasn't seen it either because he would be all over that if he'd have seen that on Twitter. No, I wouldn't, mate. No, I'm I'm past that now. You know, it's like... It's like having a battle of wits when I'm a man in it, you know what I mean? Some of these people, I mean, we're top at league, we've scored, we've got a goal difference of plus 41. If you take all competitions, all domestic competitions, we have got the best goal difference in the whole of the, the whole four, all four divisions. Um, We've conceded five goals away from home. We're unbeaten at home since September. What sort of melt thinks any of our players are not good enough? <laughs> What's wrong with you? 
God, that's probably why I've not been on social media and I got involved in that sort of conversation. God, what an absolute helmet if you think that we've got players that are not good enough. Get out of it. I think the only two players who aren't good enough are the two that have left in January. You know, so probably list of Rotherham players that are out of form. Yeah, Kieran Sadler and Curtis Tilkers are not here anymore. Mm. Yeah, it did. Mind you, though, yeah. wrong clocks right twice a day. That's true. Yeah, but they, but they play the right time for football, don't they? That's 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 what. Yeah, that's important. true. <clears throat> that's oh, true. They play, they, they play proper football, and they won't last in the championship. Hang on, the tenth. Mm, <laughs> funny that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, poor even Ian Everett. Somebody, somebody will teach him one day, or I get sacked. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, anything else before we move on to the Plymouth preview? Um, I know we're on the topic of stats, so I've got a stat for everybody. You'll like this. Love a good, love a good stat. So, so these are teams that have conceded less than twenty goal, twenty goals or fewer this season so far. So it's Man City with seventeen, Chelsea and Wolves with eighteen, us with nineteen, and Liverpool with twenty. So that's a good company to start with, right? Yeah. But out of those four, in terms of goals conceded to games played, we have the best defence in England's top four tiers. Because we have conceded 0.58 goals this season. That's 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 in league football. Next closest is Man City with 0.65. <laughs> so that, that's, that's insane. Season. We have we have the best defence in terms of goals conceded in the whole of England. Like wow. <laughs> Just wow. Having scored one some of the most goals. Are we, and we scored like nearly 90 goals this season as well. They all competition. Uh, I think like, we've yeah. scored 89. Is it 89 or 87? So, right, yeah. Well, but there's, mm. a, there's a very, very strong chance that we'll be getting 100 goals this season. Yeah. Is... Maybe maybe not in the league, but yeah. overall, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just on the topic of non Rodman stuff, anyone have, any, any, just have curiosity because Jamie's asked, any, anyone any idea what's happened to Matt on Sunday? Uh, he is at Preston. As far as they're aware, he's fit, but he can't get in their squad. He's not been he's not been nominated in their twenty five man squad. Um, and as we've said with many other players, the grass is not always greener. And he's mm. finding that out, unfortunately. Um, but that's life. That's football. We move on, don't we? Mm. Um, to back up your point, make Steve Cooper. Amount of our fans, amount of our fans you hear moan leaving the ground is unbelievable. <laughs> you, do, you do hear some sometimes, but. All about opinions, isn't it? Um, yeah, but, no, it is about opinions, isn't it? But it's just think about it first. <laughs> think about the context of what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, Icky had a crap game the other night. Don't make him a crap player, does it? You know what I mean? So anyway, I, I, I'm. I, I'll think it throughout that little rant there that I'm. I'm just speechless that somebody was. Say something like that, but then I won't want to. <laughs> I won't speak this at all. <laughs> no, no. no true. God. Um, will Roebuck ask? Are you ready? But he was off to make me on. He asked if me and me or Mick were after the game on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, not. It's too long of a day for me to spend away. I would not get permission for that. Um, Danny is, like I've already mentioned, a half past three start, half past the alarm for Danny. Yeah. One thing or another. Um, <laughs> Be a long old day to be fair, long away days are some of the best. I sort of don't like getting back home at six o'clock from an away <laughs> day. You've got to get back at like nine, ten o'clock at night, or even later sometimes. It just it don't feel like a proper away day unless you get back quite late for me. I don't know. 
Just maybe it might be maybe a bit strange. Um, so let's go through a couple of stats we have from Plymouth game. We only have one defeat in our last seven games against Plymouth Argyle, which was last time out at their place in 2018. Um, I mentioned the uh, the two defeats 34, which is worth mentioning again because it's a ridiculous stat. Um, referee watch is Will Finney. Uh, he has refed us one game, and he was at Accrington at home in the Cup. So very, very, very early on in the season. Um, I seem to remember. I don't. I don't recall him. I don't recall any incidents. I don't think. Which again is a good sign. Um, there you go. Yeah, can't remember big, any howlers from that game, which is all right. Yeah, big H H Gresser. That this team is not good enough for the next league. Uh, interesting. Disagree. Strongly yeah. disagree. But we will, yeah. that's the topic for another day. Let's wait. Let's get up first. Um, mm. <laughs> Jamie in the comments also asks, "Will we be going for the last game of the season in Gillingham? Probably, which will yes. also be a ridiculously early start." Anyway, Go on, I was just going to say there might be a there might be a rush for tickets for that game, so that might be uh, something else for people to moan about. That you know, Good point. somebody else yeah. has got a ticket, and I ain't kind of. Um, I don't know. We'll see, won't we? It's a long way off yet. Let's. Uh, it's like, we're in, it's like a, it's like a paradox. You're moaning about somebody else moaning that they haven't moaned about it yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'm just sorting my life out, don't I? Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get off after this podcast. I'm going to get a squad list. I'm going to rank everybody out of ten, and anybody who gets the lowest two, I'm going to moan about on social media. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I think it's just Rotherham like, fans. We like to moan, don't we? Yeah, it's all football fans, isn't it? You know, mm, yeah. all football fans. You give certain certain types of people a platform to 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 express whatever views they want to express, and they talk garbage, don't they? That's just how it is. That's just life. That's just the whole purpose of social media, isn't it? So he says, talking on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Plymouth are in a pretty good run of form. To be fair, only one defeat in their last seven games. That includes the draw at Stamford Bridge as well. It's worth mentioning that Axel Carter was a great result. Whereas we have won seven of the last eight games with one draw in there at Wigan. So it's two teams in decent form. Our form is just more ridiculous than their form. Um, mm. We'll see changes, Danny, though, because we, we be a miracle, well, not a miracle, it'd be a disaster, sorry, if Chio did start, it would take something. It'd take an injury for Chio not to start, would it? Yeah, I think so. I think Chio will come in to start and we'll probably... Um, alternate it but the opposite way you know we'll have Chio starting and then maybe uh, Jordi come in later in the game if Chio's either um, a bit leggy or we want to save him a bit for the trip to Shrewsbury on Tuesday mm. um, but yeah I, I can only really see that being the, the other change unless Woody needs to come out for a bit um, which might have something to do with why the comment was asked can Angus start games yet and mm. keep up with the intensity and we've said yes uh, so that could be a change. We could see Icky come into the middle and maybe Angus play out on that left-hand side, maybe, if it's called for. Uh, but other than that, just bring Chio in and it's as you were for me, because I think that squad is very good on paper anyway. Yeah. Um, Reggie is back in training, Mick. You, because he's only back in training, you'd assume he's not going to start. I think he's very strong. He's only going to start Saturday. But we're gonna have. We've got three weeks ago. We had a bit, almost a defensive problem with injuries because Icky was potentially injured, and mm. now we're gonna have far too many. You've got to fit Woody, Icky, Harding, Angus, and Reg into three. 
And that's going to be very, very difficult. Well, it's literally impossible to fit them all in, obviously. But it's a difficult task to for Warren to fit to pick three, basically. It is. It's that um, that football sort of uh, perfect <laughs> perfect problem, isn't it? You know, um, you've got all those fit centre backs, all of whom will perform to pretty much the same level. You know what I mean? Um, and and that's a high level. That's a very very high level as as we've proved this season. So it's just a great position to be in. It really is. I think I genuinely think Woody's due a rest, and I think he will probably get one. Uh, I, maybe not, some, maybe not this Saturday, but I think possibly in the the the, uh, the Shrews, Shrewsbury game on Tuesday, potentially. Um, but we've got we've got ideal replacements in in Icky, in in Angus. Uh, you know what I mean? In Reg, hopefully, I can't see him being fit. To be fair, for the next couple of weeks, match fit Reg. Um, but it's it's an option. So we're in a great position. We're in a great great position. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Lee McGarry asks, is Matic injured because he thought he th- he thought it was a pretty good replacement for left centre back position? And I, I didn't say what he said, but that's about right. Um, <laughs> Angus yeah. uh, for, Ang- Angus is as well. Angus is almost first choice left centre back. Whenever we'll Harding's playing well, that's Harding's shirt. As soon as Harding loses that shirt, Angus will get back in. And if Angus plays like he did last season. That'll be his shirt till next season. Um, and Matic then drops down further down the order, which is unfortunate, but again, you've got to be a bit ruthless, unfortunately. Um, mm. And Matic's been around football long enough to know that. Um, any other changes, Danny? I saw some of the comments mentioned earlier about Ferguson uh, not playing well. I thought he did okay. He didn't stand out mm. on Tuesday. But again, he's playing lots of minutes in there, and we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Needing to manage players' minutes, and you'd assume Ferguson's one of them that at some point we're going to have to not play him. Yeah, I think um, uh, the reason Ferguson's playing so much is, is because Miller's out injured. I think when mm-hmm. he comes back in, uh, we'll probably alternate it a bit more. But again, Ferguson's one of them where he didn't play poorly, he just sort of coasted, yeah. you know, and that could be down to them pressing him on that um, on that left-hand side quite hard. But I will mention this. Is the goal from the corner was over the line? I was sat banging line with it, and it was over the sodding line. And the worst bit was, before he took the corner, I said to Fergie, "There's a goal from this," and he obliged, and it nearly went in. And that line went, "No, it's not in. It's like it chuffing is. I can see it from here." Um, but yeah, but again, it's one of them where it's like if the goal counted, we'd have said he'd done he'd done really well to score from the corner. Um, again, yeah. Yeah, again. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see many changes. <clears throat> There's an update on Reggie. should be ready just after the Milton Keynes game. Um, but we're not really going to risk him because we've got no reason to. Because if, when he comes back, we've got two players for every centre-back position. We've got Matikin, McDonald for left side. We've got Woodnicky for centre. And then we've got Harding and Reg for the right-hand side. You know, so, so it's like, yeah. can we just play with like fifteen players? Can we play rugby league rules? <laughs> they still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's brilliant. Uh, any change in midfield? Again, it's about managing minutes, but this is going to be a tough, a much tougher game than Tuesday night. Midfield three again were pretty solid without being amazing. Uh, I thought all three of them again. I agree, Danny. They just sort of coasted. They, they weren't bad. They just mm. didn't hold the bar. So they just did their jobs as standard, really, and. Uh, Maybe you need to step up a tiny bit. I can't, I can't see any changes in midfield now. I can't see that at all. Um, I can't see any changes elsewhere, frankly. Um, 
you know, it, the, the the bottom line is getting through these games now and getting the points on the board in it, mm. you know, and, and and individual and team performances, whilst they're important, because obviously you need those performances to be able to get the goals to win the games. Uh, you know, we're not going to be seeing free-flowing football like we saw against Portsmouth, like we saw at home or, or Sunderland or whatever. Those mm. those games are now gone for this season until we hit that, uh, we get that automatic place secured. Uh, this is going to be a battle now. This is all. It's like it's like the end of every season that we've had, you know, under Warney. Whether it be a relegation season or a promotion season, those last games are massively important, and it's not necessarily about overall performance. It's about not losing the game, getting some points on the board, and hopefully winning as many as you can. Um, so, you know, yeah, I suspect you know the next few podcasts we're going to be doing is saying, well, you know, performance weren't great. That's what we've had for the past few podcasts, isn't it? You know, mm. performances haven't been particularly good, but we're still winning the games. That's what's going to happen. That's what's got to happen, isn't it? You know, yeah. we can't leave ourselves um, vulnerable by by playing, trying to play lovely ticky tacky football like um, like Ian Everett suggests that everybody should do. You know what mm. I mean? Um, you need more than one trick in your uh, in your box of tricks, don't you? Mm. You do, Ian, absolutely. Ian, just saying, Ian. I mean, I, I'm not a championship manager, but then neither are you. Um, I've never <laughs> been a championship manager. Neither cold of you. Water, cold water um, to the moon area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just saying. It's, it's, it's a good point. We look at us. We look at Wigan. We've both got two different. We've both both got different styles of playing football. Yeah, yeah. Within our teams, I mean, I don't mean we're different to them. We're both pretty pragmatic uh, in terms of styles. And we're top two, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why I don't think MK Dons will talk about where we are in the league now. And that's one of the reasons I don't think MK Dons will cause us that big a problem. We're nine points clear of them with a game in hand because MK Dons have one system, and that is the only way they know how to play football is to try and play the ball around. And it, it's good, it looks pretty, and it will work to a certain extent, but it gets found out very easily. We've, we've shown that against Portsmouth, Sunderland, and MK Dons, we've shown that against many teams that. They're there to be got, and we've only beat them the other week, Danny. I mean, this is the problem with those teams that, yeah, it's good. And that McDonald's will make the playoffs definitely now, I think. But it then puts a because they have a limited on the quality of the players, it then sort of almost puts a ceiling on their status in the league. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think as well, uh, with football, long and short is it don't matter how you play it, it's that you need to win it. Yeah, you know, I mean, we. we Complain until cows come home about how uh, um, <clears throat> about how we can play the football, but at the end of the day, it still wins in football games, and they're still in the top ten in the league. And so they've dropped off a little bit, and that game against Cheltenham were an absolute stunner. But you know, again, they've got one way of playing, and if you know your stuff, you can play around it like Wigan did. Um, and I think that's what we need to do when we go to Adams Park as well. But like with it, what Ian Everett says about Bolton, yeah, if you play attractive football it might get more bums on the seats to come and watch you play attractive football. But if you don't win, then that's what sends people away and stops you getting results. Because with us, our standard thing is 3-5-2 high press. But people still think we play long ball. And it's if you get if you get caught in that mindset, that's what upsets you about it. <clears throat> Granted, yes, Barlas, as I say, was a long ball. But the whole premise of long ball is it's over the top, not through yeah. the middle of everybody. So, 
if we carry on playing how we want to play against Plymouth, we'll cause them problems because they like to knock it round the back and play out from the back. If you've got the players for it, yeah, great. You do really well, like what Man City do and and such. But if you've got a high-pressing team like us who have very fast wingers and fast forwards now that Freddie runs about like an headless chicken, but a competent headless chicken, we can press the ball and win it back. And if we win it back, then we'll cause you problems. And one person who will be really fired up for this game will be Freddie. Because he was he was on the first day of the season and he will be now because he's back at at home park and if Fred, I'm looking forward to Freddie running his ass off in that first half because he will be trouble for them in the first yeah. half <clears throat> and Donna was on about uh, putting a bet on Freddie earlier Donna put the bet on for the Plymouth game because I guarantee <laughs> Freddie will score first against Plymouth I guarantee it yeah uh, it's just, I need to make sure as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's his first appearance back at home park as well since he left. Um, he'll be up for this. He will be so mm. for this game. Um, in terms of the terms of where it's left us, make nine points clear of, of McDonald's with a game in hand, six points clear of Wigan, still having two games in hand. Um, the, 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 but you got to add into the now in the series season where you say, right, it's really important how many games are left. Mm. There's only, uh, I think, it's, uh, 10 games left for McDonald's now. So... And they've got, is it 10 11 for them? Um, and we have to play, we've played 35. We, we, no, play. We've got 12, haven't we? Yeah. No. We, we've, yeah. And they, they were right. 12 games. Hmm. 12 games left for McDonald's, 13 <laughs> left for us. There you go. Thank so, you. But we are going to say it's important because they've got to out, out point us for four weekends, four game, game days between now and the end of the season. Bear in mind, we have an extra one. So potentially five because we'll, we'll pick something up, probably. That's a big in terms of twelve games. They've got to outscore us in, in, in that in four games. That's a massive ask for them, isn't it? A huge ask. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I, a piggy fan of mine, a piggy fan who was a, a mate of mine at work, said to me today, "You're up, you're, you're up, then you aren't you? You're up." Um, and and I think that's how people view it now. Mm. Um, and if you if if we were to look at this from the outside. We'd be saying, "Oh, Rotherham are gone. They're, they're gone. Twelve, you know, twelve points clear, thirteen to play. It's just, it's they're gone." Um, but you've always got that doubt in the back of your mind, don't you? You've always got that nagging doubt. I can't, you know. There's, there's absolutely been zero signs whatsoever of any catastrophe coming over the hill. However, <laughs> we've got three games. The next three games are key, I think. So when we're when we're down to ten games left, and we've already played McDonald's, if they're still in third position and we've beaten them, I think you can probably safely say that we'll be pretty much all bar mathematically promoted. So you know by by five o'clock a week on Saturday, if we can get three points against Plymouth, three points at Shrewsbury, and then beat McDonald's at our place, I think. I think, you know, whilst mathematically I'm not the right, I think we'll be up by early March, should that happen. Mm, yeah. That, that McDonald's game is the biggest game of the season now. Yes, it is. It's, it's bigger than the Wigan game was at the time. Um, it's way, way bigger than the game at Swillsborough. That's just that's just a uh, an irrelevance now. You know what I mean? In, in comparison to the, that home game against McDonald's. Um, that that's the one we need to be eyeing, really, uh, mm. as, a, as a key game. 
Yeah, it's about setting the setting themselves up for, mm. for for the next Saturday. Like I said, our game in hand to McDonald's is next week. So if we can match them on Saturday and then pick something up on Tuesday, we'll go into that double points, nine, 10 points ahead of them. Where then we play them, and then it's like I don't lose. And again, if we don't if we don't lose to them, that'll be ten points ahead with ten games left for them. They're not. That's such a big ask to to, to pick up. It, it's a crucial week or so. Uh, just to run through the weekend fixtures. McDonald's play the best team in the league. They've got Bolton coming to the uh, to, to Stadium MK. Um, and we oh can God, that's that's going to be an absolute bore draw. That in it, it's just going to be. They're <laughs> just going to be playing sideways. Passes after you, no, after you. No, after yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh my word! <laughs> what should be seven all now? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so yeah, Kieran sadly can do us a favour. We, we share that on Saturday, to be honest with you, mate. Mm. Um, he won't do. Oh. But- he won't do no. He'll probably rubbish just on purpose, just aspires. Um ISC season. Hi guys, looks like no more games this season for him. He's had operation yesterday. He thinks 2 0 for the Millers lap or two. So uh, get well soon, Ethan. Yes, get well soon, yeah, mate. <laughs> Jamie, at what point do we would you say we're we're up? Yeah. McDonald's next week. That's the one. That's the that's the one, isn't it? Um a question from Philip Rowlinson. Strangely muted atmosphere against Morecambe. Uh, I said this to you, Mick, when you were there. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere was like back to the League Two days. And as much as I think New York City is an amazing stadium, when there's not any away fans in, the atmosphere can really, really dip. And they mm-hmm. had whatever it were. It's just one of those things. In no stadium is perfect. That's one of the things for me about New York Stadium. Yeah, it is. And we just had that Wigan game as well, haven't we? You know, where the atmosphere were bouncing. Um, we've been away at Swillsbury where we were bouncing. Uh, rest of the stadium was quiet, um, you know. So, uh, and, and it's Morecambe at home on a Tuesday night, you know, where, as you said, they've not brought a, a great deal of, of support. I don't know. I don't get I don't get hung up on it, to be honest with you. I don't, you know. It, it's For me, whether 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 people sing or don't sing is, is up there with how big your stadium is, you know what I mean? Or how many supporters you get. It, I'm, I'm sorry, it just... It, it matters in the in the in the big games like like we, we, I think the crowd lifted the team against Wigan. I think the crowd lifted the team against uh, against Pigs. I think the crowd lift the team when it's necessary to do that. But you know, for, four minutes in, we're one nil up. Uh, not not that much long after we're two nil up. You know, they, 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 they don't need lifting. And and I think had, had we conceded, I think the atmosphere might have changed. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. Let's not get let's let's not get on up on. Oh, we're not singing, or we're not standing up, or we're not doing this, or we're not doing other. We're all there. We're all supporting, and we're all behind this team, you know. And when mm. when we are required, the crowd and the atmosphere will step up, no question. I'm sure it will against McDonald's. I'm sure it. I'm sure it will so. absolutely precisely. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's Dan's fault view. anyway. Yeah, Dan's fault. Dan all the time. Yeah. It's my fault for being East and Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that's wrong, by the way. I'm not saying that you know uh, that people are wrong to 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 mm. to have that view. That I just mm. it's just my view. That's all. I, I don't get yeah. up on it. Yeah, I, th- I think with the whole how loud the crowd is, like you say, Mick, it's very circumstantial. You know, mm. like we Wigan, we were one nil down at half time. The team needed to lift both in the dressing room and on the pitch. 
and we provided that and we scored and then we all were willing them on and we probably could could have won it but because we're going to a good side we didn't um, but we be a team like Morecambe, no disrespect to them, they are one of the smaller teams in this league and it's, I think it's their first season at this tier of football as well. And we're tuning up at half-time. Now, for a lot of fans, yeah, complacency is bad, but the fans did get complacent with it because you would. You know, yeah. you're tuning up against a team that's yeah. fourth bottom and you've played well, the referee's not been... The referee's done all right. And in the second second half, that sort of invited pressure from Morecambe, but we we withstood it. Mm-hmm. Um, atmosphere will be great going down to Plymouth on Saturday, that's for right. sure. Um, same with Shrewsbury, even though we're not taking that many, we'll still be we'll still be good because you know best away side in the league. You know? um, and then when it comes back to MK Dons, that'll be uh, rocking because again, it's the biggest game of the season. Um, yeah, it's, it's just circumstantial. I mean, we don't we shouldn't get too carried away and retire the number twelve shirt because of fans being the twelfth man, <laughs> like a certain team in green have done on the south coast. But oh no, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, yeah, circumstantial. I thought when we did sing, we were really loud and we did wheel the team on, but we just didn't really have that much of a need to. Mm. You know, yeah. we were all right where we were, um, and there was no like really big moment where the crowd should have. Back to the team, or you know, but like you say, Mick, if we'd have conceded, different story altogether. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, right, let's do some predictions. I will go first on this one. I will go one nil towards one of the Millers. I almost went one one, and I thought, well, we could. I really think we're going to concede. Uh, probably not, Mick. Yeah, we're going to go one nil. I'm going to go one nil Millers. I think. Uh, I think it should be a tight game. I think it's going to be a difficult game. But uh, I won nil, and I think Freddie will get it as well. You don't get an extra point for that. Oh. I, put, I write it down. <laughs> yeah, you write down. <laughs> uh, Danny? Uh, I think we're going to win 2-0. Uh, like you say, I don't think we'll concede. I think we're at the point of the season now where to, uh, if you're predicting us to concede away from home, it's like you need to give your head a wobble. Like, I, know, I know that sounds really big-headed to say, but we've conceded five goals away all season. Um, so, you know, I don't know, Plymouth might score, you know. They've got four good strikers, but we've got best defence. So we should, yeah. in theory, keep them out. But the form Freddie's in, the height of the game for him as well, he's for sure to bag, like I said. But I don't know, I can see another goal coming from somewhere. Maybe Barlasser, potentially. Mm. It's you one. Mm. Um, Steve Cooper thinks one nil. Carl Bags on YouTube three nil gets. Freddie oh, I imagine. Oh, wow, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> he won't celebrate for us. If Freddie gets that trick, he's not celebrating for the Robin fans, is he? No, he's not. He's going to have to buy all. I don't believe. Um, Harvey Kelwick thinks two one. Jamie goes two nil. Steve Grundy two one. Powerman two nil. Liam McGarry one nil. With it, he thinks icky, but he'd love a Freddie three nil. Uh, Shellstone, mm. Freddie, and Smithy tip top uh, two nil to the Millers. Too too many T's in that sentence. Sorry, I caught me up. So there we go. Job we were predicting two two then, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else? Anything else we want to touch, touch on? Cover. It's just been a long week. School holidays. It's been a long week. Um. I've just done a little bit of adding up about, you know, I said about how many is it until we're promoted. In terms of games to play, yeah, probably if we beat MK Dons. 
Um, but in terms of actually getting points on the board, I think Warney said probably 90 points will get us up. Mm. And to get that, we need six wins from 13. Yeah. And here's, the mad, and here's the mad stat. To get 100 points, we need nine wins and a draw from 13 games. Which, based on our current stats, is not ridiculous. No. I mean, that allowed for three losses for us for the, until the end of the season, which I can't really see happening. We've only you know, lost five all season. Exactly. So yeah. to lose three in our next 13 and then still pick up results, it's like, yeah. But I've seen a score predictor that's predicting us to get 103 and Wigan to get 101, which would be really unfortunate because I think they'd be the first team of the modern era not to win a league with 100 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably will. Yeah, we're we're there. We're so close. What I would like to know, and this is a question for the IOC, um, when will the XG title be ours? Because we can't be far mm. off from winning that, you know, can we? Mm. We, we? Our XG is so much better than everybody else's. So it's got to be time for the uh, for the handing over the X trophy. G, I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I? It's still a trophy. Well, it, a trophy it, if he's listening, then uh, that's one for you, the IOC. I expect mm. to see. The relevant tweet um, by uh, by sort of three o'clock, four o'clock on Friday afternoon. Once you've done yeah. your calculations, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so there you go, there you go. Thank you very much, everybody who's tuned in on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are. We very much appreciate it, and I hope you've enjoyed an hour away from the uh, terrible world that we live in at the minute. Um, we will be back on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll be back on Sunday evening where we'll look back at Plymouth, look ahead to Shrewsbury. I suppose now is a good time to mention this, Mick. Me and Mick won't be going to the Hartlepool game because we can't make it. So, because it's live on Sky, and nobody wants to watch Sky, we're going to do a watch-along. Uh, Danny will be there. Uh, so Danny won't be joining us for the watch-along. Because that would, that would, I don't think we'd get much sense out of you, would we? No. <laughs> Especially if we scored, because the phone would be on the other side at Pete. Yeah. And to be fair, if it's on Sky, he'll be five minutes in front of us anyway, won't he? So... That is true. That is true as well. I'll wave um, to you. Yeah. <laughs> so me and, me and Mick will be doing it. I don't know if anybody else will join us, but certainly me and Mick will be. Uh, and for all you long listeners, I think you want to tune in Sunday because Mick will probably be live from a car park in Wales. So, uh, that's one for long for everybody. Happy days. <laughs> entirely days. possible. Uh, which, which, bearing in mind the time of year, on the upside, you won't have to look at me. I'll just have to hear me. <laughs> It will be dark, that's true. Yeah, like every, every every cloud and all that. <laughs> um, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you watch Danny's Match Day vlog from a different angle, but still a very good one for the Morecambe game. Um, we are still back to Sunday, keeping out for Danny's Match Day vlog for the Plymouth game, which I'm sure will hopefully be an epic one again. Um, Danny, pleasure. And I'll see you Sunday. Have a safe trip for everybody, but then you and them with Plymouth. Yeah, have a safe trip to everyone to Plymouth. Um... <laughs> It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how tired I look on Sunday for the podcast. I'm expecting dark rings, to be honest, but we'll see. <laughs> can we have part? Of, can we have part of your vlog as like just when you get up at half two in the morning? Well, <laughs> like well, actually, actually, yeah, I am thinking of doing that. To be fair, it'll just be you'll have the intro, and then you just have hello. Okay. Um, you'll just have me just groaning, waking up, going, "Oh, it's yeah. match day." <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant uh, Mick always a pleasure and a safe trip to Wales ah, thank you very much thank you everybody stay safe and we'll see you Sunday bye
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.